0: Enjoy,
1: Enjoy your stay, What are we here? I suggest a new strategy. You belong here with us, club. <laughs> Don't get excited. Hello, scoundrels, and welcome to Cloud City Casino, where we are the official gaming collecting and all things super fandom podcast of StarWarsReport.com. And I'm Bruce Gibson, and our facilitator and administrator and everything cloud city kind of guy is Michael Morris. Here he is. Wow, that's a whole lot of responsibility you just piled on me there. Because you've been working so hard this evening and trying to get all this set up. And I have just been watching you. Well, yeah. And you've been getting frustrated and upset. But we're good to go now because everything's working. And everything is awesome because we just saw The Force Awakens. Yeah. Everything is awesome. Who was that, Michael?
2: (laughs) Well, I think that's going to be our guest for this evening. Kevin Reitzel, what are you what, doing? What's going
0: on? Hey, I got a question for you guys. Can I um, can I take a spin in one of those cloud cars? And do I get to choose my co-pilot that I'm looking over to the right, or is it to the left, depending which one I get into, or, or are they assigned to me?
2: You know what? I I still
0: don't know. Or you can pick is it, anybody. Is, <laughs> it, is it is it just a, is, it, is it just a dummy that's put in there, and it you know because you're low on staff, or you know how does that work? It's a
1: crash test dummy. Yes. Mm-hmm.
2: I, th- that I think makes, what it is, it's just, it's with the, uh, the emission laws and stuff like that. It's to, uh, promote, uh, what's that word? You know, the thick carpooling. There we go.
0: Okay. Okay. Yeah. Gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah. Well, if this was the star Wars CCG, I would get to four strain plus one in a cloud city sector. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> so man, you, uh, you, hey, have you, has he seen the movie, right? Have you seen it? Oh, Star Wars or Star Trek? I'm talking... Well, we can talk Star Trek later. No, we don't have enough no. time. <laughs> Star, the Star Trek trailer did come out. But anyway, Star Wars The Force Awakens, you saw this movie. I know you did because I saw you on Facebook like a million times. How many time have you, <laughs> times have you seen this movie? Six times. Oh my Six. God. <laughs> we're I saw recording the, on I, Sunday.
0: I saw... Yeah, I saw the marathon on, um, on Thursday... Um, and then, uh, I went to an AMC theater the next day and saw four straight 3d IMAX versions or IMAX, um, showings. And then the next day I went back to the AMC and went to the AMC prime theater, which is the real nice seats with the booming sound system and the, the awesome screen. And, um, so yeah, six times.
1: Is that because you were trying to figure out if you still like the movie? If you had to work on it for a while, or is it because you just love this movie? He's still not sure about this whole Star Wars thing. I think.
0: Um, well, I wanted to contribute to the uh, two hundred fifty million dollar opening, um, and then, <laughs> and then I. Uh, well, it's one of those things where I knew after seeing it for the first time that I would have questions, and I knew there would be um, uh, an emotional ride. And I wasn't sure what kind of ride I was going to be on. But um, of course, um, I knew that I would be listening to a lot of podcasts, (laughs) (laughs) a lot of people giving their own take. And I wanted to make sure that I caught everything that I could uh, opening weekend. Uh, And if I could have seen it again, I probably would have because each time I saw it, I noticed something new and uh, um, there's still stuff that I need to go back and watch.
1: And uh, so, yeah, I wanted to make sure I I, I did my research. Well, now I've seen it twice, and I think Michael, you've only seen it twice too, right? Yeah, but I'm going to see go it only. again after this podcast. Oh, yeah, definitely, I'm going to see it again too. But <laughs> no, when no, I mean ex- like
2: like at when we finish up here around eight thirty, I may go see it again at that. Oh, point. that's
1: cool. <laughs> I'll be a bit. Ba- I'll be asleep by then, but uh, so Bruce will not be awakened. So <laughs> what?
2: Oh, <laughs> uh, yes, <laughs> excellent. So let
1: me ask you this. But I'm Bob. So, so Michael and I each saw it twice. We saw it first the first time together, and he tried to hold my hand. So the second time we went separately. So what? <laughs> actually, no. But what? We seemed to like it better the second time. Like mm-hmm. it, it was getting better. What was your experience seeing it six times? Was it getting better for you? Did you like it more and more as you saw it? First of all, we're in. Uh, we're talking spoilers now, right? Oh yeah. Yes. Yeah. I mean, yes. Let's put that out there. This open. is all spoiler. Yes. Yep. Wide open.
0: Okay. Um, yeah, the second time, um, I uh, um, yeah, I liked it even more. Um, I noticed cer- certain things. Uh, music started kicking in for me. I, I the the music straight off in the in the first viewing. Um, I kind of let I pushed to the side because the visuals I needed to pay attention to, obviously. Mm-hmm. So the music started kicking in, um, and I found myself um, tearing up and. At certain parts that I did not before, I caught certain lines I didn't catch before. Um, And yes, yeah, it did. To answer your question, it was getting better for me.
1: Mm -hmm. I know when we saw it, we talked after the uh, after the first showing, and we were both kind of numb to it, like we're still taking it all in. But I would say, yeah, so because we're so familiar with all these films and the characters, and so all of a sudden when you see something new like this, it's 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 almost. For me, it's jarring. It's like, you know, I it's like when I first saw Rebels. It's like I have to get used to this because I'm so used to one other way that when you mm-hmm. introduce something so completely new, it, it takes a moment. There's so much to take in. So the second time, it's the same thing with me. It was like that music, I I noticed the music, but I didn't come out the first time really feeling familiar, familiar with the music. Nothing really stood out because I think I was, like you were saying, well, I think, taking the visuals and the
2: dialogue. What, Michael? I, I was going to say, I think uh, past that, especially after I noticed after watching the second time, unfortunately, I don't think the theater that we were in had yes. even close to a decent uh, sound system.
1: Yeah, that's true. And, uh, th-
2: and I think the second
1: that, time I had a much better
2: audio experience. I think I think that that, you know, I think the thing with Star Wars is that there's even times where you you may not notice the music, but the music is affecting you. And I think, unfortunately, um, with with the really low quality uh, sound system they had in that theater, I think that that affected us. Uh, much more than what we had realized, because I'll tell you the other thing too. But uh, besides the music, was Kylo Ren one one when I first heard, or, or when we sat down and watched that uh, that first Monday night football trailer, and we heard Kylo Ren speak. I mean, it was like getting punched in the gut to me. Um, I mean, I was just like, oh man! I'm like, it's it has that um, just alienating sound it's uh it's great it's not it's not quite darth vader but it's it's got hints of it you know like it was that and then when um when we heard it in the theater i just thought it was kind of this just like tinny mechanical sound that was just like oh okay that's it's not exactly the uh the booming sound that that i heard in that trailer
1: it but didn't I have guess that to- bass <laughs> and that weight like right. it did in the trailer but yeah then,
2: then when i saw it the other night it did so Unfortunately, I, I think that that kind of hurt our first experience.
0: That uh, first experience, everyone is on an emotional high, and it mm-hmm. kind of the analogy I was thinking of is uh, we're a Star Wars sponge, and you're being shoved into the bathwater immediately, and you're just boom, everything's getting on you. Mm-hmm. The second second time, there's a slow drip on the sponge, and you're you're, you're having time to process it, mm-hmm. um, and um, I, I went and saw, as I said, the first showing was a, the next day, the second time, 9.30 in the morning, IMAX 3D, great sound. That's why I love IMAX because the sound is awesome. And uh, um, it was weird, that the, the, the crowd, I don't know if it's because it was a 9.30 showing, there was not as much hoo-ha and, and, and mm-hmm. clapping and screaming. But when I went to the next showing um, at 12.50, everyone was going nuts. Mm-hmm. Um, but that the sound system was great and it was, it was slowly kicking in. And the one thing that I noticed was the, Ray's theme when, you know, when she's sliding down the sand dune, mm-hmm. um, I had a, a just emotional, um, like it just hit me. I'm like, wow, th- this is her hero song. And on the flip side, hearing Kylo Ren's lightsaber and how menacing that it was mm-hmm. on that final lightsaber duel, um, and also second time seeing it. Um, I was in denial still that Han was killed <laughs> and it really, really sunk in, um, mm-hmm. that second time. And it was actually a little more painful to watch. Mm-hmm. Um, and, but I started to come to an acceptance. It's kind of like going through the five stages of grief, yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know, and, uh, Um, you know, as, and then as my, uh, viewings went on, you know, just details and, uh, you know, and in between, uh, showings, I was doing some periscoping and some Facebook and seeing other people's reactions to it. And it was great because I would go into the third showing, people would notice something saying, Hey, Guess who that stormtrooper is that Ray does Ray uh, does right, the, uh, right. the 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 um the Jedi mind trick on and right. guess guess who's this and did you hear did you hear Ben Kenobi say something in the right. flashback, flash forward, and and in, and then on my my final showing, someone's like, "Hey, did you notice the uh, the R two KT pink uh, astromech droid in this scene?" I'm like, "No, nope, I'm yep. gonna go see it now."
2: Yeah, I, I, see, <laughs> now, that was what I knew to look for, and sure enough, as soon as you see her, you know, wheel back behind that X wing, I was like, "I was like, look, look, there it is." <laughs> so I I knew to look for that. Um, The others, I didn't find out uh, until after my first viewing, but, um, yeah, it was so cool because they, you know, it it was really cool finding out that a lot of the Clone Wars and uh, Rebels voice actors did all the ADR and, um, (laughs) and then to find out that, uh, oh yeah, that's, um, that was actually Ewan McGregor, like Ewan McGregor's in this film. That's right. Uh, um,
0: uh, J-A-T, James Arnold Taylor, tweeted that out because yeah. he had he had recorded that session, but then it was replaced by Ewan
2: mm-hmm.
0: uh, himself. Um, okay, well, let me ask you guys this. Um, big debate, and I love this, that mm-hmm. we're, we're overanalyzing this to death of who Ray is. Mm-hmm. Um, the obvious choice, Luke Skywalker's daughter. Yep. Um, but... Even before Rebel Force radio brought this up, this was going through my mind um, why she has an English accent, and John boyega does the American accent. The theory
1: behind that. Um, um, you want to know our theory? Yes, what's yours because I've got mine. I don't know, Michael, do you have one because I hadn't really thought about the accents being anything I, I first of all, I will say with uh, Finn, mm-hmm. the fact that um, he said he was bred to be a stormtrooper, and this movie ends with him injured and he's mm-hmm. he's out. He he, you know we he's uh he's passed out basically, and mm-hmm. that leads me to believe in the next film we're going to find something out about him that he's just not a regular human. That when, as they start to work on him medically, they're going to find something in his blood.
2: Hmm. Um. You know, I haven't I haven't thought about that. But it seems like maybe they said something about Have they said something. I don't know. Um, I have no idea with that, but that was one thing I did notice um, at the end. I was like, oh, man. Yeah. Finn never woke up at the end of that film.
1: Yeah, he's unconscious. Yeah. So
2: I, I do think that's interesting. And, and I think that that was done purposely. Um, not sure. Not sure what that's going to lead to. But as far as Ray's accent, you know, I haven't. I haven't put as much thought into that because I think that there's just in the Star Wars universe, there's just so, so many explan- explanations for it, uh, could be from the fact that, uh, perhaps she was raised, um, you know, closer to, to more of the, you know, cause essentially the, the whole English accent, I guess is supposed to come more from, uh, Coruscant or, or something along those lines, you know, the more, uh, inner, um, not inner sphere, that's a different franchise. Uh, but the uh, the more inner rim or whatever,
1: uh, planets, um. I'd, you know I, yeah that's interesting because yeah I haven't really thought much about the English accent either I just thought it was a, a choice that they decide to leave in there because she's not being raised by anyone she just picks up an accent or or, or whatever but obviously you're going down a path of something that well, we should consider like is it Tarkin's granddaughter or something like that I don't know well well
2: I, well, and I'll say this real quick. I do know that apparently there was a casting at one point for uh, something to do with like uh, like a, a relative of Obi-Wan Kenobi's. So, that's, where,
0: that's where I'm getting at because mm-hmm. um, um, whether it's a relative or an offspring or something like that, that's what I'm getting to, that there is a relation to Obi-Wan's lineage there. And mm-hmm. also the fact that you hear now you hear obi-wan's voice Mm -hmm. in the flashback slash flash forward scene there um you know i might be overthinking this as we Mm -hmm. all are maybe it was also a casting choice that um that daisy Ridley keeping her english accent really um allows her um to kind of bring it make it her own you know because (laughs) see now if you think of her doing an english act or as a american accent Mm -hmm. it it doesn't quite fit you know of course it's easy to say that now but uh anyway i might be wrong but well uh, no that's interesting (laughs) because if
1: if 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 we hear we're hearing obi-wan's voice say her name okay that would make sense
2: but we do we do but hold on because i want to since we are kind of short on time um so so here's the thing with that Uh, one thing we definitely got to keep in mind is that they did make a point about uh, her talking about her first day on set, JJ mentioning that she was very wooden. So it's a possibility to get a more organic, um, you know, to get more organic acting out of her that they uh, f- you know, they, they forwent the, uh, the American accent and just let her do her own
1: accent to get a better performance. Yeah. Cause she may not, she may have been struggling with a uh, American yeah. accent. And yeah. I can
2: tell you too, from, um, from basically trolling on the, um, all the spoiler sites and stuff and going back and everything, a lot of it, um, seemed to be where they sort of had things correct. Like as far back as uh, if I'm not mistaken, uh, they pretty much broke that, um, you know, Han was going to die back in May. Like they like they they knew not only that he was going to die, but how he was going to die. And and like they they knew the, the details of the scene and. Um, but, does that is
1: that scene upsetting to you that they actually killed him off? Does it bother you who's who's you me or either or Kevin? either one of either one of you
0: no uh, I, let me chime in on that um mm-hmm. I'm completely happy with that and mm-hmm. I'm sure it was maybe a negotiation thing because you know oh, yeah. Harrison wanted to mm-hmm. you know go you know get some a meaty story but it, this this was the perfect vessel um to Move the story along. Give Kylo some doubt and retrospective later on when he has to make another decision. Also, it allows um, Luke to come another another reason to come back into the story mm-hmm. and to um, you know move forward. And it it uh, it gives the resistance. It gives um, it gives uh, Ray drive now because it, she, he was a, a mentor to her and it also fits into the story mm-hmm. of the first of a trilogy losing a mentor mm-hmm. and
1: and um you know because right, we have we have qui-gon in episode one and then the next trilogy we have obi-wan
0: exactly and um this will feed fuel the fire so to speak of uh of ray of luke of leia Maybe mm. Leia, you know. So yeah, it needed to be done. It, yeah. uh, especially for Kylo's character. Don't mm-hmm. overlook that. Yeah, I, th- what, I think that's what, the
2: most important. What aspect. he said. Yeah. What
0: he said to Kylo mm-hmm. is going to sit with him, especially mm-hmm. with Sno- with Snoke's uh, agenda. Uh, ag- uh, you know, agenda. So
2: who yeah. is Snoke well, anyway? Oh, hold on, hold on, hold on. <laughs> let's let's table this for a minute, so we can get back to that, and then we'll we'll come back to this. Let's go back to to Ray, though. Okay, so. Um, the thing that I, that I wanted to, to kind of, uh, mention about Ray, um, is that I think, you know, why, wh- what, what got us into this was that, uh, it seemed like through getting a lot of the spoilers and stuff, the way that the, that you get the details and stuff, you're getting partial details and then things kind of get mixed and, and some things kind of get wrong. So the, the point that I was was making is that I don't necessarily know that, um, that means that Ray has a relation to uh, Ben in fact I'm gonna go as far as pretty much just uh, yeah I'm, I'm going to say she's absolutely Luke's daughter and that's, that's the safe bet yeah I I would say so well and I and, and the only reason that I that I'm saying I mean I don't want to just say it's fact because that because it makes it sound kind of douchey but here, here's why I'm saying she's absolutely Luke's daughter. Um, because from a filmmaking aspect, as far as like JJ is a filmmaker, he put enough in the film to say, this is the daughter of Luke Skywalker. Um, and, and it's not just because I think a lot of people are looking at it through storyline, but when you look at it through, you know, from a, a meta stance, I guess, um, she put on and that's, it was the first thing that I noticed. She put on that helmet and that helmet looked now, granted the colors weren't correct. Right. Um, it was more of a, an orange or a yellow color, but all of the stickers on that helmet were the same as the Luke Skywalker red five helmet and the doll. Remember the doll? Right, right. Mm -hmm. But, but the helmet specifically that was done intentionally. Um, because, because here's the thing When you think back to the original trilogy, there were there was a case of like, you know, when they when they filmed A New Hope, they only had like one Y wing and one A wing. Right. Uh, Helmets they were swapping around, but no one ever had the same helmet Mark Hamill used. You know, there because it was the hero helmet, and it's they, they do. It's the same reason why like Poe's X wing is black. It's not because oh he's got to go. no. It's because when you see the X wings, you go that one's Poe. You know because he's he's the one of the heroes. The
0: one thing that sold it for me if Ray is Luke's daughter mm-hmm. is the look. In Luke's eyes, mm-hmm. if if I could give an Oscar to eyeballs, <laughs> I would give it to Luke um, because that look just says so much, you know. I, mm-hmm. and, and maybe it's the father in me, right?
2: <laughs> um, the parent in me. Um, that look alone said a lot. <laughs> yeah. Well, and a lot of people are saying, "Oh no, it's because she uh, gave him the lightsaber. He's not seen in years. He's Go looking back at and her. watch it. Because, he's looking at her because." she doesn't break the lightsaber out immediately. He's looking at her and she then looks back at him and she doesn't know what to do. So she pulls out the lightsaber.
1: Well, even Han gives her looks of right. So, like he's familiar with her. Mm-hmm. Or he suspects that he knows who she is and he doesn't right. act as if like, you know, he's not saying to Leia, "Hey, I think I don't that think, might be a daughter. Think,
2: I don't think he suspected who she was as much as she really reminded him of someone. Does that make sense?
1: yeah that yeah. could be it too um, yeah which leads again to luke i think there's right. enough clues in here that mm-hmm. they're just laying these little bread cr- crumbs right. leading to the fact that she's related to right. Luke. right
2: but that's more like i said that's more story details that kind of lead to it i'm talking like from a filmmaking aspect so back to the the helmet like i was saying if they really wanted to just do a standard like say oh you know this is a helmet that come from the battle of Jakku, it would not look so much like luke skywalker's helmet it would just look like A an X-Wing helmet because we've seen tons of them, right? Um, like, like I was saying before, they would even swap them. Uh, hobbies helmet, uh, from the empire strikes back was the exact same helmet that Dutch had in, um, a new hope. So like I said, that was a conscious choice, um, past that musical cues when she uses the force, when she finally makes that, that choice, Um, to, to be a Jedi, they play Luke's theme, you know, um, it's just, it's, there's, there's a lot that basically says this is a Skywalker. And then even specifically, which I, I, you know, I've seen someone say, well, you know, uh, Kanan's lightsaber was calling to Ezra, but they specifically say this lightsaber belonged to Anakin, then Luke, now it's calling to you. That, I mean, that it's just, it's a, it's, it's so blatant, you know, to, to me, yeah. I would be upset if it, if she's not Luke's daughter, because I would say you changed that
1: after the fact, like, it's, so, let, let me ask you something about that mm-hmm. calling of the lightsaber. So that's my, my thought is, mm-hmm. okay, the lightsaber is calling to her because she's Luke's daughter or related to Luke or Skywalker or whatever, mm-hmm. but the lightsaber didn't call for Luke in a new hope. Why would it call for Ray, well, and not
2: Luke? So, so two things on that. So, for one, um, it didn't really need to call to him as much as I mean, he just he accepted it as his father, you know, something that was his father's, right? And he um, didn't have
1: flashbacks either. She right. had the flashbacks, and, and it
2: was given to him directly. Whereas, whereas she sought it out, you know, the, the, we n- no one really knew that that it existed. Um, it she wouldn't, she would have kept on going. It had to call to her, Luke. Um, had it actually given to him, you know what I'm saying? Um, and then it can also go back to the whole thing of the living force and all of that. Uh, you know, Obi Wan through using the the living force uh, was an instrument to to give the lightsaber to Luke, as opposed to you know there was no one there, so the lightsaber itself called out to her.
0: And of all the questions that uh, The Force Awakens leaves you. Wanting to know. The biggest one for me right now is where did that lightsaber get into? moss's hands how (laughs) right right right. she kind
1: of blows that off like don't worry about that that's
0: a question for another time if i was han
2: solo i'd go no (laughs) no no you look lady you don't understand i was in carbonite he had his hands sliced off like you better come forward with some details you know the thing is that was one of the things that i had to acclimate to watching the film because i was expecting the film to to give me all the questions that I had been asking this whole time. So when it didn't, I almost felt, um, uh, I, I almost felt like I was uh, swindled a bit. You know what I'm saying? And I, then past that, some of the answers that I'm like, oh, I bet it's this, and I bet it's this, and I bet it's this, and then it's like, no, it's just this simple thing. And I'm like. Oh, I thought it was going to be this big, elaborate thing, and I had to accept that sometimes things are just simple. You know, it was probably just a matter of some ughnot was cleaning, you know, the this one of the levels on on Bespin and found it, and then uh, she ended up getting it through like collectors and stuff like that. You know, like well, there's there's there's
0: two points I want to make on these questions. Mm-hmm. One is. Um, and I, I think JJ um, knows this for sure. Is that when I saw Star Wars for the first time,
2: mm-hmm.
0: and I was six years old, we had no idea there was going to be a sequel. Right. And of course, at the time, Lucas didn't know either because he was waiting for the money to roll in if if it would, you know, help finance. And of course, he also got to keep the royalties and all the all the toy sales. That's mm-hmm. another story. So we had no idea. We had lots and lots of questions we had to live with the fact there would only be just one movie right then of course that didn't happen this movie jj is doing this on purpose right. to leave all these questions out there and also he perfected this for loss lost for all of you lost fans out there leaving you with more questions and answers mm-hmm. and, uh, which I think is great storytelling because it, it makes you hungry for the next one. Oh, yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah. It's, I mean, and absolutely, I, I totally agree. It was just at that time, unfortunately I went in saying, I know nothing. I am going to find it all out. And then I sat down with that thought in mind and when it didn't happen, I, I was, I guess you could say I was like a little stung and I had to kind of take a step back and go, this is not the the last film, you know? Yes, I've been waiting forever for this, but there's going to be another one in a year and a half. And at that point, then I will, um, you know, at, at that point I will, uh, I will I will get more answers, but then I may have to wait even further and I just that's something that I've got to uh to keep in mind and I'm like, okay, fine. And then I saw it again and then I really was able to just let go and enjoy myself, you know. Um uh, do we know if the
0: story is going to take place like pick up right where it left off or if this, it's going to be the original seri- the, like the original trilogy, it's going to be a few years.
2: That's uh, to my yeah. knowledge, we have no idea. And yeah, no that is a really good question because we, you know, it's like, I, I, I want to be there for that conversation with Luke and Ray, you know? And it's, I would, if I had to guess just, just my thoughts, I don't think we're going to, <laughs> I I don't think it's going to pick up the second that this one left off. I think that it's. I think it's going to even take a minute. You know, like I think we're going to have to infer from from what we're seeing, and then go, "Oh, okay, so here's what's ha- here." What I really
0: missed. want to see that
2: conversation uh, between oh, those know. two on that island. Oh, <laughs> I know, but I I honestly don't think that we're going to get it. I don't think uh, that we're gonna. We, we will.
1: Haven't they resumed filming at that island though? They yeah, have. Say- they
2: have. But you know, I think that they're going to the filming that they're doing is. Uh, uh, Mark Hamill's broke out a giant backpack and uh, Ray is toting him around doing her Jedi training. I, the, the report I heard, this could be incorrect,
0: <laughs> was that they went and shot um, a scene with Mark Hamill, maybe someone else um, at the time because of the weather was going to be right. So I don't know if they're shot that out of sequence and they're going to go back eventually later on. But uh, gosh, I hope, I hope we see that like not, I don't want to see two years down the line. You know, (laughs) I want to see something going on there. I want to see them hug it out, you know, and no,
2: you you keep the lightsaber girl. It's yours. So, so, (laughs) well, here's the thing though, is I, um, I, I really do think it's going to be later. And and here's part of it. I think that not only Ray, but also Kylo need time to get to where they've got to be for the next film. That's a good point. um, and, and in fact, so, so let's, let's get back to the, the Kylo thing. And, and I want to bring one thing out, um, because, you know, not only did we see Ray going in, and, uh, meeting up with, uh, with, uh, I keep wanting to say Mark Hamill, Luke Skywalker, but also Snoke says it's time for Kylo to, uh, to start his complete, training. What do you complete, complete his training? Right. So here's, here's something that, um, clicked in my head when that happened as far as now this is more um to my knowledge this is just been really in the uh the expanded universe stuff but for becoming a sith you had to uh complete the trial of i guess it was like murder or i can't remember what it may have been specifically called but you had to kill someone close to you in order to to take that step into becoming a sith
0: well, I think um think he's done that already.
2: Yeah. So that's that was what clicked in my head at that point when he
0: straight to the front of the line, Kylo.
2: <laughs> he's like, All right, time for you to be a Sith. Um So that's to me, that's why that scene was kind of important. You know, knowing that from, uh, from the books. And and that may have nothing to do with, with it, but I kind of feel like if not blatantly, it's still sort of the same, same thing that, you know, okay, he's, he's shown his, his commitment to the dark side and now it's time for him to take, uh, that next step. And, and I think that, that him killing Han was very important in that aspect, but further. I think it was important because I think they're going to go. I, I feel like they're going to go with that same theme of the original trilogy, and and say, you know, because they basically had to put in your head, is is Kylo worthy of redemption? Mm. Because that's, I, you know, it comes. Th- I mean, Leia's still around. Leia still wants her son back. I really hope I, I, just off subject real quick I, I really really enjoyed uh, Carrie Fisher's performance and, and wanted more and I hope that in the next couple of films we get that and that we get some sort of interaction between her and, and Kylo I hope it doesn't go the same way um, <laughs> with her yeah. and Han or with Han and Kylo but uh,
0: for me it's a big foggy cloud with uh, Snoke of who he is then they throw mm-hmm. in the clones and then mm-hmm. how much uh, you know how much of he is Snoke you know attached to the dark side what's his actual hidden rank in the dark side
1: mm-hmm. oh i love those questions i have no idea come on bruce throw something out there's got? just there's just too many questions and not enough <laughs> answers right now it's just crazy and, and that's the good thing that's what star wars is about you know no. and i you know when it comes to um, kylo i i the thing i really liked about his character is and i heard uh Lawrence Kasdan and J.J. Abrams talk about this being a different character that we haven't seen in Star Wars is the fact that he is a villain but he's being called to the light side. We're so used to seeing light side characters being called to the dark side. Mm-hmm. He's on the dark side and he's being conflicted. He admits to the the helmet of Darth Vader that yep. you know I'm feeling that call to mm-hmm. the light side. Help me. That is so opposite of what we're used to yep. seeing. And and he's trying not to go to the light side yep. and he he almost is there. So that whole thing about you know mm-hmm. will we see him go to the light side? Will he come back to Leia and be the good son again? Is mm-hmm. really an interesting possibility. And then yep. of course, if that happens, then who's your main villain? Is it Snoke? And who the heck is this guy? Which I think is an excellent reason why
0: uh, the uh, his reveal of removing his mask is so important because you you <laughs> I really think they wanted to give Adam Driver that acting. Mm-hmm. chops the chance to do that because there's so much in his look and his 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 expression and you know when ray calls calls it on him you
2: know that he's afraid too so yeah good point bruce Yep. and um yeah i, I completely agree with you because this is to me this film you know a lot of people have so say it's got like what like 95 percent on rotten tomatoes it's not getting yep. it's not getting much criticism, but but what little it is, people are saying, oh, it's just a rehash of um, a new hope. And I have to admit, my first my first viewing, I was really seeing a lot of scenes where I'm like, that is that scene, that is that scene. I'm seeing it. um, But but it's n- watching it a second time. I see that it's it's really more um, it's really more than that. And in fact. They, I think that they really go back to Revenge of the Sith even. You know, to me, yeah. this is, I want to say that this film, you know, because they're showing that, they're showing you that relationship between Han and Leia and their son, and and that their son means something to them, and that, that you know, Leia wanted, uh, she wanted her son back. She didn't want to forget about him. <laughs> And I think that's kind of like Anakin when he was being pulled to the dark side in Revenge of the Sith. So they're showing you this character, but at the same time, they're setting it up as a new hope that he's also the villain. So you see him. I mean, there's a lot of times where I see him as Darth Vader. You know, he has that that just booming presence where I was like, oh, man, I'm like he Adam Driver just nailed what Darth Vader was in the original trilogy. But then there's times when he's not like that at all. There's times when yeah. he's kind of emo and childish and like, you know, yep. when he says to Rey, who the murderers and traitors and, you know, like, yeah. and the people you call friends, like really <laughs> whiny, petulant, you know, um, he has those two, those two different personas of him saying, I know this is what I want to be. And he's trying really hard to be that. But at the same time, he has that, that other side of him, that is a product of him trying to be this when in, in actuality he's a solo, he's a skywalker. Such a such a cool dynamic, and and that's why I believe that by uh episode nine, we're going to see his redemption, or at least that's when it'll be, you know, either he he's redeemed or he's not. Um you know I, I totally got like so wrapped up in, in thinking about his acting I, I completely lost that but yeah it was just he did such a phenomenal job I, i've heard a lot of people being like oh he's so emo i'm like that's the point that's my yeah, favorite thing yeah. is when people complain about things that it's like
1: yeah that's the point my you kid's know. complaint was it was that he doesn't look anything like han or leia They said, he he looks, he looks messed up. He doesn't look anything like them. How could he be their son? And I said, well, maybe the dark side has kind of (laughs) deformed. Yeah. know.
0: You know, it's, I saw the same criticisms that it was starting to feel like a uh, you know what would you call it a new hope rehash. And mm-hmm. uh, my 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 uh, my take on that was, you know, history is always going to repeat itself. Mm-hmm. And of course, you know, someone saying, "Well, they just made another Death Star and they made it bigger." And well, yeah, Han kind of was us, <laughs> which was saying that right. you know, okay, it's bigger. But if you think about it. If they're going to look back and saying, "Okay, this is what they did. They did the Death Star. Let's make one bigger, and let's make it so it destroys more than one planet at a time." Yeah. Well, it's and not
2: like the- it didn't work. Why would you not build another one?
0: Exactly. It's- you know, and it's it's
2: it's up it's up to the resistance to figure out how to destroy that one. You right. know? And They and took exactly. thirty years to do it too. <laughs> exactly. so it wasn't like overnight. Yeah. It's, oh, oh, you you destroyed you destroyed our thing that completely took out your entire you know the entire. Um, solar system and everything with a new republic's army and everything the the, the, you, the thing that we did that with you destroyed that oh good for you
1: <laughs> well and i've heard criticism that the destruction of it seemed like an afterthought that it didn't really stand out it didn't seem to really work did you have that experience either one of you
2: so yes but to the same aspect that it was for a new hope or realistically realistically for return of the jedi as well it's not the main point yes right. this this is this is a personal story that takes place in a, a a star war right you know like it's called star wars but 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 the actual story is very personal so you have to have that fighting going on in the background while you have the actual uh, personal struggle going on in the foreground so, yeah, it felt that way because that's how it should feel. And I guarantee you, see, Star Wars has a certain
0: storytelling and you, you mm-hmm. now have to kind of go along that. And I tell you right now that if, if there was something that was completely different – people would be saying that's not star wars <laughs> right
2: right, <laughs> right. Yeah, exactly. this
0: is star wars
2: come yeah. on <laughs> right and and like i said we you know we say that and it's because we see them because obviously that that's just the echo chamber of the internet but when it's getting just the crazy positivity that it's getting I don't even really worry about it. You know, I'm exactly. like, I'm like, you're the guy who has to be the smartest in the room, who has to feel like you're the OG Star Wars fan and that that you'll hang on to that and you're the smart one. And, and then you can you can hang on to the past and whatever, but you're not enjoying the present. So that's more your problem. I don't care. Ninety percent, you know, ninety five percent of critics like it pretty much 95% of everyone I've heard like it to the point that um, I I guess we can talk about it in the end. But Bruce and I, I asked Bruce, I said, hey, what's your rankings for uh, for the films now? And he told me and mine was in the exact same spot or, you know, The Force Awakens showed up in the same spot for mine and his. I said, that is insane that we have ranked this film so high in a series that we have loved for so long.
0: Yeah, I, uh, I was I'm afraid to kind of compare this one with the original, you know, or the, the last six films because it's kind of on its own level and it's going in a new direction. And, you know, but if if I if you had to, you know, hold me down and and tickle me till I had to tell you, <laughs> um, I, I would probably put it in my top two right now, uh, if not number one. Yeah.
2: Yeah. That's yeah. In, and that's, I'm hearing a lot of people saying that. Um, and actually Scott reference in the chat, uh, said, uh, you know, there's even positive views that point out flaws. And, and I agree with that. It is, you know, it, I didn't think that it was flawless by any means. Uh, there's there a couple of things that I was like, okay, I don't get this. And I just have to sort of accept and everything.
1: Yeah. Um, we obviously love this film. What didn't work for you, Kevin, <laughs> let's hear from you first. What, what didn't work for you in these films since you saw them six times?
0: Um, I had only two complaints. You know, uh, um, I know some people said it moved too fast and it didn't kind of slow down and, mm-hmm. and take in some of the drama. I didn't have a problem with that. Um, that my two complaints were, but they're so small, was number one, uh, if you put aside what you saw um, at the resistance tables, you did not see any um, aliens that you were. I would love to have seen one or two aliens that we recognized in Mas Canadas you know, um, alien den there. Um, I would love to have seen something like that. You know, I'm not counting Admiral Akbar or Neon numb, <laughs> you know? Um, but I, I, see why they did it, you know, different part of the galaxy, different group, you know, but I would like to have seen, you know, a hammerhead saying, yes, you know, I Thorian here. I did make the trek all the way out here. You know, I would love to have seen a little throwback there. The mm-hmm. other thing that I, I really wish they would have used more of was Max von Cedow's character, you know, immediately being killed. You know, there's a huge story and history there, and I'm hoping that maybe we'll see that maybe in a book or something like that. But his talents just barely being on the screen. But but he had that awesome monologue that set up Kylo Ren to show who he really is. Um, but I thought he was underused. And you know, I'm
1: wondering if his character, a younger version, will be in Rogue One. <laughs> that's, that's a that's good my, point. You know what? Theory.
2: That you, Bruce, you may have really just hit on something there. Um, that, that was re- because uh, from what I've heard, they said he goes back to the clone wars, his, his character, and he's someone that we have not seen yet. I think you're absolutely, I think you just absolutely nailed it because what other point did he serve realistically than to, to say, Hey, who's this guy? And then when we get to rogue one and we find out that, Oh, this guy's name is the same as this guy's name. Cause it was like some Lord tech something or another yeah. Yeah. if they if they go back and
0: um revisit his character and get some depth in you know a book or in rogue one i'll be fine then but mm-hmm. if this is the only time we see and hear of him i'll whenever i see this movie i'll think god i really wish i could have seen more of him
2: because he he really just carried that scene and was and was calling kylo out yeah so in s- talking about that now we actually got and this was something i really enjoyed was we got a bit of um, exposition from that without being just beat you over the head, expositional dialogue. He tells Kylo the first order was born of some, I wish I knew the exact words, but something like the first order was born of the dark side, but you are not. Yes. And when you, when you first hear that, you say, Oh, okay. So um, that's him talking about Kylo. That's, you know, we're trying to think who is Kylo and all that, but, but, stop for a moment and think about the First Order part and if you've read Aftermath so many people have dogged Aftermath but I've championed that book the whole time I really enjoy it I I enjoyed it because I got it on audio and it was awesome (laughs) so here's the thing they talk about after Return of the Jedi the Empire is severely crippled and even though you know it kind of leads off of them saying "Um, you know we're, we do have this thing. They're still, they're so much smaller. They, they may can still fight or whatever, but they ha- hold nothing compared to what they used to. They are, they are a, f- uh, a fraction. But they talk about the Sith and the dark side and, and that, um, you know, uh, Palpatine's connection to the Outer Rim and that they're going to go there to look for something. So it, it really seems like as, as you see the, um, the the empire running off to die basically that we're going to have the the then the birth of the first order and that's possibly where snoke comes from i don't think it's as simple as oh snoke was this and everything i don't think he has that complex i think he's just a guy that has a connection to the dark side or sidious what you think he's sidious No, I think he may
0: have a connection to Sidious.
2: Maybe, possibly, but I don't think that he's anything... Like I said, I don't think it's... I think it's a lot simpler than that. You know what I'm saying? Like I think it just comes down to... He is is just the bad guy of this film. He's just sort of the mysterious bad guy. And it's it's like I was talking about earlier, you know, expect this uh, really complex... You know, because we were wondering, like, oh, what does Snoke look like? What does Snoke look like? And he's like, oh, okay, he looks like a guy... And he's got some scars, but it wasn't anything specific that that I said. Oh, that's why they were hiding him.
0: You know, I, I think he has a connection to Luke as well. I think uh, Luke may have um, uh, had, had a confrontation with him, and well, uh, you know.
2: <laughs> well, I heard someone say that possibly that's where he got his scars. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm thinking too. <laughs> um, but 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 further, you know, I, I definitely think that there's probably those stories are there and everything. But but what I'm saying is. I think he's the one, you know, he, he was basically, he was out there in the dark essentially. And, and he's, that's where the first order spawned from. And if you take a look, take a look at both the first order or take, take all three of these symbols and, and, and put them side by side, look at the, the Sith symbol and then look at the, uh, Imperial cog and then look at the new first order symbol. And it, 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 the First Order symbol, to me at least, looks like an amalgamation of those other two.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's so, a good point.
2: So I to me, that was very interesting. It's not, you know, they didn't beat you over the head with it because they didn't really need to. You know, it's just they're the new bad guys. Um, seems like a lot of people are kind of struggling with that and still seeing them as the Empire. Um, but I felt like they gave you those details to say, this is something else. This is something that has come out on its own. You know, it's come out of the dark side. There's a little more to it. Um, they clearly have uh, an issue. You know, they have an agenda. Um, you know, you were talking about rebel force radio earlier. I had heard uh, Jimmy max response and I said, I think he's absolutely correct that um, I will finish what you started. Doesn't mean I will kill Luke Skywalker. It's I will turn Luke Skywalker. And, yeah. and I, was, I was like, okay, I think Jimmy's on on that one.
1: You
2: know. yeah oh. so I th- especially I think, s- especially mm- since they think that Luke's emotionally damaged enough it might tip the scales there <laughs> yeah Yeah. Which, which could be you know that could be a big part of it go go um go devastate him go kill all of his students you know not because hey we want to kill all the Jedi because hey we need to get him in that that mental headspace um that he needs to be in, in order to become a Sith. So it's, I, I think there's a, a lot more deeper things that are working in this film that are going to be fleshed out in the next ones. Um, But you were talking about, you know, Bruce, Bruce had mentioned, you know, kind of some stuff that didn't work for us. And, and I've, I've since found out the answer to it. And it's a really cool one too. Um, The whole R2 thing of him just sort of, popping up and being like, Hey, here's the map to Luke Skywalker. And there's like, Oh, great timing. That, that was a little hard for me because I'm like, wait, where did he have, you know, where did the map come from? Where did like, I, I just, the whole thing was a little hard for me to kind of wrap my head around why he didn't, um, you know, like, like if he had the map the whole time, what was up with that? I just, I don't know that, that whole thing was a little strange to me i've just had an
0: awakening but i want to hear what you have to say (laughs) wait what i just had an awakening to a possible uh reason to that but i want to hear what you have to say first go
2: ahead i I was just saying that oh or do you say you want to hear the actual um yes yes okay so turns out remember when he okay so if you remember they say that um, Kylo says, we got the plans from which is this is the kind of stuff I do like. Kylo says we got the plans from an old basically it was old Imperial files or something along those lines, right? It they that that information was in the Death Star when R2, when they were on the Death Star and R2 linked up to the Death Star computer that was when he actually got the um, got the map you talking about A New Hope oh mm-hmm.
0: uh, wow that yeah you know what my theory is and you <laughs> this all just came to me right now mm-hmm. I think R2 mm-hmm. was told by Luke mm-hmm. to shut down until you hear from me next Han dies mm-hmm. Leia feels it luke senses it mm-hmm. so you see luke waiting i think pretty much waiting for a visit um and i think he's expecting it and i think luke had some type of um uh i had a reason mm-hmm. to turn to turn r2 on send him a message or something like that that okay mm-hmm. I'm, I'm ready to be found okay
1: yeah. I mean, okay. So I'm I'm close mm-hmm. to that, but a little different. Mm-hmm. The first part, I I thought the same of he's Luke told R two to shut down until he returns, but he doesn't return yet. But Ray shows up to the base, and all of a sudden R two Ray being there turns R two to come back on. Possibly, but Ray
2: wasn't around at that point, though.
1: I thought she had returned to the base at that point.
2: Mm-mm. Well, she was on base, but she was not um,
1: in the room. Yeah, but I don't think she needs to really be in the room. Her presence yeah. there—that's I mean, what I'm thinking.
2: Possibly. Um, Maybe there's a homing beacon on that lightsaber. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, there for a while. Some of the like an old rumor, because I remember hearing, um, which is so funny. You know, from from way back was that they had talked about the map, but they said the map was inside the lightsaber, which doesn't really make sense. And that's where I think it's kind of a um, just a, a mix up in communication, possibly. Um, but they were basically saying, oh, well, the map to Luke Skywalker is inside the hilt of the lightsaber. Well. If he hasn't had that lightsaber since he lost it, I don't think he said, "You know what? In about twenty years, <laughs> I'm gonna I'm going to need to disappear." So I'm gonna put a map in here, and uh, if someone ever finds it, then they can find me. <laughs> You're well, not. I
1: wonder if that was an early concept because rumors were very rampant that the lightsaber was that first shot after the crawl that it, with the hand he <laughs> yeah, on. Yeah, still on. And, and about, I had we, heard that the lightsaber was then hidden in BB-8 and everybody was chasing BB-8 to get to the lightsaber, but instead it was the map. So maybe the right. original concept was the map was in the lightsaber, which then they put into BB-8.
2: It's very possible i mean it's 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 really i'm hard glad they to know didn't go sure. that route yeah. but yeah maybe I, that
1: was an early concept yeah i, agree yeah, because I, I hear that too yeah you because
2: know, it seemed it seems like most of those pieces are there but um you know i even it, it, the moment you saw that first uh star destroyer it, how long did it take you to realize okay this is not luke's hand because i even when you saw like the little prongs or whatever sticking off of it i thought oh here it is here it is. And I said, oh, no, it's not. Hmm. That's a that's a Star Destroyer. <laughs> yeah, actually,
0: that just reminded me of the one thing that kind of I wasn't too happy about was I-, I wanted to see a more definition of this ship. You know, all you see was just kind of a silhouette as opposed mm-hmm. to all of the other openings of the Star Wars films. You definitely see a, a clearer view of the ship or the vessel moving.
2: See, I kind of like it, though, because they do show you that ship later is I think it. I think it was, like I said, it's more from a filmmaking standpoint. I think that was showing yeah. that the <laughs> shadow that, that that ship had over Jakku, you know, yeah. That, yeah. that dark shadow looming over because clearly at that point, everything that's coming is is about to be really, really bad. And um, I, I really liked it. Uh, speaking of ships, too, one ship that I have said beforehand, I'm pretty sure I've said on the show is that I'm like, you know it doesn't really do anything for me specifically. I think it, it fits. Cause there's times when I'll say that's not star Wars, you know, uh, um, as much as I, I, loved the, uh, the old, uh, shadows of the empire, uh, comics and stuff, you know, they had like the, uh, the star vipers and I'm like, those don't look like ships that would be in star Wars. Kylo Ren's command shuttle. It looks like a ship that would be in star Wars. But when I first saw it, I said, it, it, it's kind of boring. It's, it's okay. It works, but it's not cool first whatever i don't know what about it being in the scene changed it for me but i was like okay that's pretty cool looking ship like that i think, that ship I, think th- I think the music had something to do with it Very as well possible, <laughs> you know i mean because it, it does it adds so much atmosphere but now i'm like that ship is pretty sweet <laughs>
1: so
0: and or well, i guess i guess the next reincarnation of the imperial shuttle so yeah
1: mm-hmm so any favorite characters? I would just want to throw out there that Poe Damron was a surprise to me that I really liked his character more than I thought I would. But was okay. there any characters did you felt the same way on Poe?
0: Yeah, um definitely. Uh he you know I would love to see him and Finn do a buddy movie, I said you know, the same something thing. like that. I, was like, but, uh, I
2: love this bromance. But most
0: importantly, of course. <laughs> The marketing, we're all slave to the early marketing. Um, mm-hmm. BB-8's cute. And I'm really glad he just wasn't cute. He was funny. He mm-hmm. was useful. Mm-hmm. Gadgets everywhere. Um, and he was crucial to the story. And um, I- I'm just glad that they really utilized <laughs> that character
2: more. Mm-hmm. But I-, I do agree with Poe. Poe is awesome. Poe, see, and that's my thing is that's you know, it's so crazy that we got we get Harrison Ford back. And he's just really on. I mean, he is really, really doing Han Solo exactly the way Han Solo should be. Uh, Thirty years later, so good. And and he was there, and we got plenty of it. Chewy, I expected Chewy to be background, but Chewy was great, and he had so many good moments. And then you have um, Finn, who I who I kind of I thought I'm like, man, if he's anything like John Boyega, he's going to be fantastic, and he had. Huge moments and some of the funniest ones. Yes, this is this is what we look like, you know, yeah, right. <laughs> um, get, get a boyfriend, got a cute boyfriend. Um <laughs> You know, he, he was so good and so charming. Ray, I was I was behind Ray, but I never, ever expected to be blown away by Ray in, in the way that I was. I mean, yes, she was, I'm like, yeah, oh, I'm like, I. Uh, like, I feel like it's too obvious to, to like the, the main, main character, but you can't help but like her. She's just so oh. fantastic, you know, and so good. You know, there was just there was so much Kylo. There's so much good. Unfortunately, I do have to say as much as I loved Poe, I I wanted, you know, that's the one thing I wanted more Poe. Um, I, I hated that we kind of got the whole, Oh, I was knocked out and then I popped up and now here I am again. I was like, man, I wish we could have got to see a couple of like cuts back to him. Um, I'm wondering if there were, and it just got removed from the film for time. Also, like I said, Leia, I, I was like, man, Carrie Fisher is really, really, uh, selling me on this. Like I, I need more of this. Um, and then of course there was not even close to enough R2-D2 for me. Um, that's probably, if, if I got to say right now, the biggest disappointment for The Force Awakens for me was not enough R2-D2.
1: That's why you have to come back for episode eight.
2: That's true. And I I hope that they they rectify it. I think it's going to be odd because BB-8 was such a hit and I loved BB-8. I don't know how we're going to be able to take the cuteness of both BB-8 and R2 um, I think we're gonna need a we're gonna need PZ in there to be a a, a second C three PO. I I just
0: I just gushed when I saw um, BBA give that little
2: headbutt. Wake up R two, wake up! Yes. It was so. He, I mean, he's like a little puppy or something, you know, like a little child. Uh, like hey, I loved it. I'm back. Ca- What's going yeah. on? Yeah. <laughs> uh, oh man, but he, dude, the, it, how did they get so much emotion out of that little that little ball? You yep. know, even when when uh Finn tells him, he goes, I'm not really with a resistance, and he comes back like, Hey, wait a minute, like I don't try please. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's just like any other puppetry. I mean, even when uh Finn tells BB eight that oh I'm sorry, uh Poe died, and he's in the head. Yeah, goes but, down. You know, but that's what
2: I'm saying, he just, but he puppets have mouths and faces and stuff. He is a ball with a half a ball on top.
0: <laughs> Bruce, you, know? you Bruce, you just hit the nail on the head there when it comes to selling that character just like they had to sell Yoda. Mm-hmm. And they were able to do that. They were able to give him emotion and, and you know, especially yeah, like yeah, like you mentioned when he's look, when he's looking back at Ray. You know, then looking back at Finn, like, do I trust him? Do I trust him? And then he does it. It's awesome.
1: (laughs) And we get so much emotion like that, too, from R2-D2. And he doesn't
2: have a mouth and eyes or
1: whatever. And we still get that same feeling.
2: So here's what I do want to say on that, because I guess I'm technically disagreeing with you guys. But the thing, uh, what sold R2-D2, and people can say what they want to about him, Anthony Daniels sold R2-D2. Um, and, or at least in, in my opinion, yeah, I know that Kenny Baker did some of the, the little wiggling and stuff like that, but, but he, he wasn't always in there. And I think Anthony Daniels interacting with him in the way that he did sold R2-D2.
0: You have a good point. He was the straight man, uh, mm-hmm. se- selling. Yeah, I know you're, that's a good point. We'll, and,
2: we'll and even, even Frank Oz told Mark Hamill You got to believe it because if you don't, then no one else will. Good point. Yep. So as much as much as I love um, Frank Oz and I I thought he did such a phenomenal Yoda, it really took um, it really took Mark Hamill to to buy that character. I got to say, I think that and and nothing is the actors because I think that they are all phenomenal, but I don't think that we had to have them um for for bb8 i mean there was times that we're not seeing them so much you know selling it to us as much as we're just getting bb8 and you go oh bb8 sad he's gonna go roll away you know like you you see well, john, him do the john heads, Boyega like, yeah. sold
0: that scene when he's saying yeah that you're talking about poe dameron you know mm-hmm. no, um, i mean
2: like I'm, yeah. I'm not saying that they're i mean look they're, they're great actors but I, i'm saying that um the the way that the the technicians or whoever did for that, that little droid was just it was so good. I mean, he he come to life on his own, it, you know, even scenes when he was by himself. for OK, for instance, when he was rolling around the Millennium Falcon, he had so much life to him and he wasn't interacting with anyone. Yeah. You know, it's there. There were times that they just they worked that little that little ball to the point that you you got emotion out of it, you know. I
1: I agree, but <laughs> I I agree, but your statement yeah. that R two was sold because of C three PO that's part of the reason. But there were plenty of scenes, especially even in The Empire Strikes Back, where those two were not together, and R two was still being sold on screen. People well, were
2: but, but when it. he wasn't, he was with Luke though, and and that was Mark Hamill selling him.
1: Well, yeah, I mean, there's other mm-hmm. characters or even around BB-8, but there was times where R2-D2's by himself, like when he was going down through the canyon of Tatooine and the Jawas are coming out and he's looking around. You could tell he's like, what's going on? I'm a little scared. Mm-hmm. And he's going, I mean, I feel I, no, feel I like... I
2: hear you. I'm just saying to me, it's, I think that with, with BB-8, it was just ramped up so much more. And, mm-hmm. and it seems... And it sounds too. Paper. It's not yeah. just visual. Oh, I, know. I agree too. Um, you know, you, you definitely have some of that Ben Burt action going, but uh, it's to me, it's just it, there's there's something else there that um, that really, really, um, that really, really sold um, BB-8. That just it's like I, I wouldn't on paper. I would say no. R2 clearly is the one that will give you more um, you know, he, he, he possesses more to, to interact with BBA. is just
1: a ball, you know, but he's a BB. Yeah. He's a BB unit. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't care what
2: color he is. <laughs> oh man. Um, so yeah, but we're going to, like I said, it's, uh, I, I, I don't, the, the point I'm trying to make is not that, uh, the, the, you know, the actors weren't, uh, really helping him along. The point I, I was trying to say is, I Wait, was,
1: I, I'm I, writing it down. Michael says the actors were terrible.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Bruce. You no, talk about that, uh, that straight man bringing the, the life to it. Uh, well, the credo of a droid
0: is never work. Never was it never work with children and and whiny humans or something <laughs> like that. Is that what it is?
2: <laughs> yeah. But um, the, the the point I guess I, I I was trying to make is that I was just really really uh, floored as to how much human emotion that they were able to get out of that little sucker. Can I ask you guys
0: just one quick question Mm -hmm. if you guys can answer it? If you had to choose your favorite scene in Force Awakens,
1: choose one. What is it? Ooh. Oh, wow. Oh. You know what? I I have to say the last scene.
0: Yeah, the lightsaber
1: fight? Well, no, no, no. no. When Ray goes to find Luke. Oh, gotcha. Okay. I like... uh, Just... I loved how that was shot of her landing there. Mm-hmm. The music pauses. A new suite comes in as she's climbing those stairs and she's going through this. Well, I know it's, it was a former monastery that was built by monks, but in the real world. But just, <laughs> but it just was built my you know, Jedi,
2: Bruce. Come on. There was <laughs> a little, see, was, uh, was a little
0: uh, um, tribute to the Irish um, setting there because yeah. of where it was filmed and Skeleton Michael in that music as well.
1: Yeah, it was almost rewarding in the fact that, you know, this is where her journey ends in this movie, and this is where her journey starts. Yeah. And we were brought to Luke, and I've heard some people complain, oh, Luke didn't say anything, but every Star Wars movie ends. That last scene never has dialogue. Mm-hmm. Good and it, it wouldn't have been right to have him say something. I loved how it just ended in that look, and, and he looked great. I mean, he... I you know I didn't that know hair, how Mark Hamill was going. Right? Oh my gosh! Yeah, I don't want to go <laughs> on flowing hair locks. No, <laughs> Blowing gray hair, whatever. It was just that so, was I, that was my favorite scene. Um, how about you, Michael?
2: Yeah, I I got to go with that lightsaber fight. Um, not not just because. Okay, excellent. I I will I'll break it all down. First off, um, I I much prefer that two handed lightsaber fight that we saw in the original trilogy. It just, to me, um, it it just looks more realistic. You know, I feel like that in in which, you know, films, yeah, films are fantasy and and that's what they are and everything. But I like that it's more grounded and more like an actual sword fight that you would see. Um, and it's, you know, it's, I like the idea that it's rougher and then it's, that it's more, I don't know. It's you know it's just I don't know. I like that uh that gritty tangibility to it, right? But past that, past the 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 fact that it's, you know, they really zeroed in on on my preference of uh space laser sword uh duels. I like the emotion that was in that scene from both or from all three characters. You know, you really saw the stakes. And you, you know, you really got the characterization and the motivations of all three characters and specifically when, oh my God, I don't want to tear up talking about it. When Ray was being held there on the edge um, of the Star Killer base and he says, uh, Kylo says to her, you need some, you need a teacher to show you how to use the force. And she says the force and she closes her eyes like Maz t- taught her. And she taps into the force and they play Luke's theme. Oh yeah. Oh my God. I like, seriously, I'm tearing up right now. It was, it was, it was everything that that film had been building to
0: the, uh, the scene that you just chose, Michael was, it was, uh, it's been a tie Mm -hmm. between one other scene with me and uh, I'll tell you the other scene. And and I'm kind of favoring that now, Mm -hmm. um, is, um, when you see them, when you see the Millennium Falcon for the first time,
2: it was good. And, yeah.
0: yeah it, it, and, it was- and, and the, the elation mm-hmm. and the cheering that the crowds saw too, as I was and, and I got to look back, seeing this six times, like I got to mm-hmm. look over my shoulder, knowing that scene was coming up. And I looked around and I see yep. the reaction of the crowd seeing this wonderful ship mm-hmm. and not just seeing the wonderful ship, but seeing. Ray handled that thing. Oh, I'm yeah. sorry, but better than
2: Han Solo <laughs> in past movies, and you
0: know she's got the Force flowing.
2: Then, yeah, oh yeah, <laughs> oh that's. I loved when when uh, the the gun was stuck in the forward position, and she basically just turns it off in midair.
0: Yeah, and you just see it dropping, yeah. you know, with the belly side up,
2: giving mm-hmm. Finn that advantage to fire that yep. thing. And then oh, boom, yeah. he hits it, blows it up. Falcon's back on and going. Yeah, it's that was that was a phenomenal scene. It's just to I'm me. I'm surprised
1: they stayed in their seats during all
2: that. <laughs> when when you talk about the Force Awakens, it's that that lightsaber, that moment of that that last scene in the lightsaber fight. That was when the Force awakened. You know, that's what I, it was I, all I about. I
0: disagree. I think the Force Awakens. Inside that uh, Millennium Falcon cockpit.
2: <laughs> <laughs> well, what's, what, what I'm saying is that I mean that's when she made the choice, right? You know, just right, like right, right, right. like when Luke when he when he made that choice to become a Jedi, that was when she made her choice as to who she was going to be. Um, you know, like like they said, which I don't I don't recall her ever saying it in in the actual film, but it was in the trailer. You know, she said she's nobody. Yeah. In that moment, she decide, she made the choice to stop being a nobody,
1: and That was what the whole film was about, you know, great, great choices. Thanks guys. Mm -hmm. That was awesome. Well, unfortunately I have to run, but I really don't want to break up the party. (laughs) Well, I actually need to go see if there's another time because
2: it's, I still got just a little bit of time left to, uh, to, to go see it I And I don't want to just, I don't want to only see it two times this weekend right no do it. I, I don't blame. do it it's calling you do it it's, it's like the lightsaber it's calling it's right. you the theater is it's, calling it's you michael calling to you. <laughs> oh, okay maz canada i'll go see the movie
1: <laughs> i can see it in your eyes
2: that's just sleeping i, I but, yeah. can literally see it in michael's eyes right now he wants to see it <laughs> <laughs> i really do i've i mean that's well, because I, I hear everybody most people have, i've been hearing four times and then when you said six i'm just like I'm. I'm not even close. I'm not even. <laughs> I,
0: I tell you right now, I mm-hmm. want to see it again. There's stuff I need to look at again. Um, it, the the theater is calling us. Okay. It's yeah. Wait, I need wait.
1: to go. Is but, that hey. is that Kevin saying he's going to meet Michael? At the <laughs> Let's <tonight>? go. <laughs> Let's go, man. <laughs>
2: Let's go. Um,
1: oh, it's te- it's tempting, but I'm probably going to see it on Tuesday.
2: <laughs> well, let uh, so look. The important thing though, uh, Kevin is seeing seeing them all back to back to back do you think that that had an effect on on your experience or, or or where you see this film in the saga um and and if so i mean where are you putting it right now uh well you well, say
0: you put number two right one or two i haven't decided yet but mm. um the one thing i i I had a hunch about because I could see the marketing behind it. Mm -hmm. This film is for a new generation. It's to grab the casual fans. And I've been telling people that have not seen star Wars that have been at coming to me knowing I'm the big star Wars guy. Am I going to like this? Should I go watch the other movies first? I'm like, no, this is your entry point. Mm -hmm. Um, This, this will let you know, this will tell you if, you will become part of this fandom mm-hmm. uh, and that's what this film is doing it's you know it's it's giving um you know a new direction new good guys new bad guys you don't have to know the history to enjoy this film
2: mm-hmm.
0: and um that's what i love about this film it it it, uh, it is a new generation of fandoms coming it's it's generational now
2: yeah Yeah, especially to be the seventh film in the saga. It is incredibly accessible to everyone. Yeah, I agree with that. Um, So do we want to do rankings? Do we want to throw them out there? Sure. For all the films.
1: Okay, okay so my I'll give you my ranking I think right. what I said earlier and this will probably change like every yeah, week.
2: Yeah. So yeah so we'll, we'll just say this is this is just us right now this is how we're feeling this you know this this isn't exactly going to this isn't written in stone but but after seeing the film opening weekend this is where we're sitting with uh with the seven films in the saga.
1: So my first film is a well, prequel for, film well, hold on hold on man man what you,
2: you gotta build that anticipation let's let's start so, let's start from number seven
1: okay so number seven i'm putting uh episode two a Cla- attack of the clones okay at number six would be the phantom menace mm-hmm. at number five oh i wish i wrote, never written this down maybe i think it's return of the jedi okay and number four a new hope okay At number three, The Force Awakens. Mm -hmm. At number two and number one are very, very close, but right now I'm putting number two, The Empire Strikes Back, followed by number one, Revenge of the Sith. Okay. Kevin.
0: um, Okay, I'm being put on the spot.
2: (laughs) This is is only your feeling right now in this moment. Okay, all right, you got this. Um,
0: I'm actually going to... um, I'm gonna go backwards. I'm gonna mm-hmm. give you my best first, okay, and then I'm gonna go backwards to my least favorite now. Okay. Number one, Force Awakens. All right. Uh, number two, Return of the Jedi. Mm-hmm. Number three, Empire Strikes Back. Number four, A New Hope. Mm-hmm. Number five, Revenge of the Sith. Mm-hmm. Number two, a number two attack of the clones mm-hmm. and least favorite episode
1: one. Okay. So, so it's okay. It, my it, order it, has changed now. I'm I, uh,
0: the big tie mm-hmm. for me was de- debating whether or not uh, my favorite of the original six is return of the Jedi. Mm-hmm. And I, I was, I've been conflicting on, you know uh, what is um, the favorite now is, is it, and, you know, Force Awakens. And right now, maybe mm-hmm. it's because I'm I'm caught up in the emotional ride of it. But mm-hmm. right now, Force Awakens is my favorite. Awesome. Can
1: I just say something real quick? And I don't want to spend time on this, but I just want to throw out there why Return of the Jedi is my least favorite of the original trilogy. Because I saw these movies as they originally came out. And when Empire Strikes Back came out, most people in my school did not like the empire strikes back, which I thought mm-hmm. was crazy. When return of the Jedi came out, it took place on Tatooine. It had another death star. And my feeling was, Oh, no one liked empire strikes back. So George tried to remake things from a new hope in the return of the Jedi, just to appease those people complaining. Thanks a lot. And I, it was always a bitter thing to me. That was my impression back then. And I think it's gotcha. kind of stuck with me. Yeah. I just want to throw that out there. Well, I just think
2: that Bruce, Bruce at, at your age, you should probably just grow up and, and learn to enjoy the film. I love the film.
1: (laughs) I saw it three times last week. (laughs) So, (laughs)
2: um, so I'll, I'll go least favorite to, to most favorite. So, um, hopefully this won't be too jarring for people. Uh, number seven for me is revenge of the Sith. Um, number six, um, would be, uh, the Phantom Menace. Number five would be attack of the clones. Number four would be a new hope. Uh, number three would be The Force Awakens. Number two, um, The Empire Strikes Back, and then number one is Return of Jedi. So it's uh, it's it's uh, it's so hard to, because I'll be honest with you, I almost even want to bump The Empire Strikes Back for The Force Awakens because it's, I'm just like, Ooh, I don't know The the, you know, the one that I've loved for so long or this new love that, that seems to really be giving me everything that the old loves given me, you know, and it's just, it's so hard. It's, I, uh, there's so many people, you know, I was, uh, talking to, uh, Mark and, uh, um, Nathan and they both have this one ranked as their number one at the moment. And, And Kevin, you said too, but the, the point is most people for the most part, seem to be putting this at least in their top three. Yeah. You know, I mean, it's, it it, which says a lot.
1: (laughs) It's so hard to do though. When it, it, when it first comes out, because when I saw attack of the clones Mm -hmm. and right now it's ranked number six on my list, but when I first saw that movie, Mm -hmm. that was number one at that time, I was just like, I love this movie. Mm -hmm. And over time it just hasn't held up. So it, you know, this could go either way. You know, right. Force well, Awakens can go higher on our list or lower over time. I mean, time. that's true. Because, I mean, and,
2: and that's the thing is that... Um, and I think that's why I probably have some reservation. Uh, because when I saw Attack of the Clones, I loved Attack of the Clones. And then there for a while, I said, eh, this is the worst one. But uh, lately, I'm, I've been able to go back. And, because it's funny. there's The thing about the Attack of Clones is that it probably has the most um, stuff that... I, I dislike, but it also has a lot of stuff that I really like, too. Um, I, I think that's kind of how I take a film as I say, OK, for my personal enjoyment, you know, things that that bothered me, things that I loved and, and then I kind of balance them. And that's how I, I rank them, you know, f- from a personal like standpoint. But um, I can I can tell you for sure when I saw The Phantom Menace um, as a 12 year old it was, it was kind of hard to, to pro same thing with, um, uh, um uh, Revenge of the Sith, which granted Revenge of the Sith, like I said, it's, it's my least favorite one now, but, but I remember both of those films at the time I was like, Oh, that's just not where it is. You know, I, I can easily say that I like the Phantom Menace more now than I did as a 12 year old. Um, because I'm, I'm able to accept it for what it is and watch it. But at the time I'm like, that did not have the things in it that I wanted. I'm not really having any of those holdups with, with this one. You know what I'm saying? Like to me, it, it really stands alone stands as its own thing, but then still has enough to, to fit organically into the saga as well.
1: Well, I think it's easy to say that we love all these films. Yeah. Yeah. That's the thing. I'm not going to speak for Kevin though. I don't know
0: oh no i do i love all mm-hmm. the films i love okay. the prequels and uh you know to what you were saying bruce um Re- uh, Re- return of the jedi was not my original favorite it was a new hope and mm-hmm. it wasn't until um you know after i you know and i'm talking about after seeing the prequels you know, i said okay i have the six a new hopes my favorite mm-hmm. um but then um after watching them again and again um jedi was it eclipsed it and for many reasons so
2: yeah i'll definitely say from a filmmaking standpoint um a new hope is the best but as far as my personal favorite i just return of the jedi just has so many feels for me <laughs> you know, yeah it's just, i agree i agree um there's just so, so who's your favorite ewok tebow I don't know which, whichever, <laughs> whichever one killed the most stormtroopers. Like I said, I've never T- been. Tebow was the warrior Ewok,
0: man. And, you know, and on yeah. a side note, he, he has Oakland Raider colors. <laughs> That's, there you that go. is very true. Yeah. There
2: you uh, go. For myself, like I said, I've never, I've never been the guy who's like, I can't stand the Ewoks. Brr. But, but also, I'm not like, oh, the Ewoks, are the best. I'm like, no, nah, they were, they were these indigenous species that really helped out. That was that was helpful. <laughs> they, they grew on me. Yeah. 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 I, I, I never hated them, but at the same time, I never, they were never the draw for me. You know, I was, I, I, I remember, I, I I can tell you, I don't think I've ever watched the, uh, the Ewok films all the way through because I remember as a kid, uh, being told, Oh, you love return of the Jedi here. Watch these. And I'm like, uh
1: when's somebody gonna use the force where's the
2: lightsabers yeah. <laughs> like
1: yeah. yeah we tried to watch as a year ago again and i I, mm-hmm. I i the second one i just couldn't get through the yeah, whole I mean, thing
2: it, it's one of those things where i'm like if if i couldn't if i couldn't enjoy this as a child i cannot enjoy these as an adult like i just i'm not even and, then, and i've seen pictures since and i'm like oh my god like um uh oh god I can't think of his name wicket I'm like wicket looks like he got the mange or something like he looks <laughs> like he has rabies I don't want to see that that's horrifying mm-hmm. Yeah I actually kind of think Ewoks are a little scary to be honest um they do eat people They do and they I just all right I think I think we went far enough I need to go
1: see the Force Awakens Yes we'll go see it cuz I have to run too so yeah. alrighty
0: well, have fun, Michael. Thanks for having me on, guys. This yeah, is bro, great. Oh. For- and you, you you gave me some different perspectives and that's what I love about <laughs> this. So now I want to go see Force
2: Awakens sooner than <laughs> later. <laughs> I, oh, let, let, me see what, let me see what the showings are. Everything <laughs> right now, every theater. Well, yeah, It's probably 24-7 still at
0: the uh, uh, Regal Atlantic Station. <laughs> yes, sir.
1: Mm-hmm. Yep. All right. So should we close out? Yeah, man. Okay. Well, that was our uh, commentary or review of The Force Awakens and I'm sure we'll be talking about it more as time goes on but if you want to listen to our show please subscribe to us on iTunes and while you're there give us a five star written review we'd really appreciate that so obviously we're available on iTunes but also on Stitcher and on TuneIn app and also on StarWarsReport.com and you can follow us on Twitter at CloudCityCasino And on Facebook, at Cloud City Casino. And uh, Michael, where can they find you on Twitter? I'm at Morris Eisley. And I'm at Admiral underscore Rex. And Kevin, where can they find you?
0: On uh, Twitter and also on Instagram, you can find me at
1: Spartan underscore Phoenix. Awesome. And... That little tagline we have to say at the end of every episode (laughs) is...
0: Let the Wookiee win.